Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Today is Sunday, the 29th of March, 2020, and it's the end of March. Can you believe it? Um, we have a lot to discuss. Um, I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been a beautiful day. Again, we are in a very lovely season and we do have a lot to discuss. So, Let's start. Lots of things happen this week. Um, where to begin? First of all, um, hmm. Mars enters Aquarius tomorrow afternoon at 3.43 p.m. Eastern Time. That's daylight time. And that is the beginning of a new cycle for Mars because it is moving into a new sign. It's leaving Capricorn where it is exalted and it is moving into an air sign and where it can be expressive and altruistic and intellectual and analytical. Mars has not been in Aquarius for two years. Now, the interesting thing is that last time Mars went into Aquarius in, in uh, 2018 and at the end of June of 2018, it went retrograde at nine degrees Aquarius and stayed in and out of Aquarius, went back into Capricorn a little bit, stayed in Aquarius until for months, you know, till the autumn of, uh, 2018. So there were many months of Mars in Aquarius, and I think it might have gone into Aquarius sometime in May that year. And so yeah, that that was the first time Mars went retrograde in Aquarius since two, uh, 1971. And so now Mars is in Aquarius again, uh, as of tomorrow afternoon, for the first time since 2018 when it did the retrograde. And here we are. We are we are um, moving into Mars having a, a new sign, and Mars will stay in Aquarius for all of April, and really not go into Pisces for a little while. It won't. It'll stay here, and it will, you know, do its Aquarian thing for uh, a good six weeks or so, and. The thing that we do need to focus on is that um, Mars going into Aquarius means that it's going to meet with Saturn the next day. So Saturn entered Aquarius last week, and it is the um, first time Mars and Saturn are going to meet in Aquarius in many, many, many years. So Saturn has been in Capricorn all this time. And interestingly enough, Mars was involved with Pluto last Monday, the 23rd, and then moved along. At, at first it was Jupiter the Friday before the 20th. Then it was the 23rd where it was with Pluto. And, you know, since Saturn was in Capricorn all this time, for a long time now, um, it's was due to catch up with, Mars was due to catch up with Saturn. But it's doing that on Tuesday. So what does that mean? Mars and Saturn are together and they are not the greatest of buddies. Um, perhaps it would have been a little easier if Saturn had remained in Capricorn and then they caught up or, you know, they were both in Capricorn, you know, because Mars is exalted and Saturn's the ruler and it demands structure. But, um, 
they're not the best of buddies because Mars wants to be independent and freedom loving and, and, and especially in Aquarius. Don't tell Mars what to do when it's in Aquarius. And it is the sign of, you know, the individualist, the revolutionary, the independent person, the brilliant genius that could also be a little unstructured. But Mars can do do fairly well in Aquarius. Um, with Saturn, Mars and Saturn are very different planets because Saturn wants to limit and structure in in a, in a limiting way and impede at times. And Mars does not want that. So when they are um, together, they it, it's a little complicated for us because. We might want to assert our individuality, assert our ego, assert something, go do something bigger. And Saturn is saying no. <laughs> and Saturn is saying curb the ego and don't get all up in yourself, you know. Um, it is really good if you are working hard, if you are focused, if you are structured, if you have some analytical work to do. Uh, this is actually very good use of that energy. Um, Mars to Saturn is, you know, it, we're taking our energy and focusing it very strongly on analytical and brilliant things, and maybe we'll come up with some new ideas. And so that's an actually really good use of this energy. Um, Mars is coming into orb already, you know, especially once it hits Aquarius tomorrow, and then for a couple days after that, and then they will separate. So you know, once it really hits that peak on Tuesday, the 31st, and then goes into April, you know, Mars will be past Saturn and it won't be so intense. Um, but it, if you feel that someone is trying to restrict your freedom and you're asserting your freedom and your independence or your, your ideas and, and you feel that you're getting, uh, restricted in some way, maybe it's an employer, maybe it's a friend, maybe, maybe it's anybody in your life. Um, don't take it personally. Just let it pass. Don't get all up in people's faces. This is not a time for an argument. And just try to, you know, mellow that Mars out a bit and try to um, understand. Aquarius is good at understanding things and, and figuring things out. Understand why it might be happening or why another person or situation might be limiting you in some way as far as your independence or what you feel like. Um, you want to assert. So just, just be aware of that. Um, and then later in the week, Venus changes signs. Venus goes into Gemini on Friday the 3rd at 1.11 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is uh, an interesting thing because Venus is going to go retrograde in Gemini. Not yet, not until May, but that means she's finishing her journey in her one of her favorite signs, Taurus. Friday afternoon, she'll go into Gemini, and she's going to really start with the slowing down because she's not going to get too far before she has to turn around. You know, she's not going to breeze through Gemini, breeze through Cancer. She's looking at a long transit uh, in Gemini. So... Just pay attention to what happens um, as Venus enters the sign of Gemini, um, especially in the next several days after that, early into the following week, because the degree that she's going to will be where her shadow is. Um, 
so that's that's Venus going into Gemini. Now, what's interesting is Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And Mercury is finally getting out of its shadow this week. Ta-da! Yeah, we're finally getting through. Once we get to the 31st, Mercury will be out of its shadow. So what it means is that the point where it went retrograde back in February... <laughs> Mercury went retrograde back in February at 12 degrees of Pisces, and it's finally, you know, made its journey. It had gone back into Aquarius. It left, it turned around, went direct, left Aquarius, got through um, the first 12 degrees of Pisces this week. What does that mean? I think that that means, and this is my humble opinion, that we're going to start getting some clarity on things this week. So stuff that may have been going on that we couldn't get clarity on because Mercury went into the shadow, went retrograde, all of that time from the end of Aquarius at the beginning of February and then, you know, the 12 degrees and Pisces and turning around. Now we're getting past all that schmutz. So we're finally going to move out of the whole Mercury retrograde window and get past it. So the same time that Mars and Saturn are meeting up, Mercury is going out of its shadow. And that's going to be better for Venus, who's going to go into Gemini at the end of the week. So there's a little more clarity and in what's happening. Now, Mercury will still be in Pisces until the 11th when it enters Aries. So we still have some time left, you know, almost another couple weeks for Mercury to be in Pisces. But it's going to be a different Pisces because it's not been through this before. So this is whole new territory as opposed to, you know, where it's been. And it hasn't been in this territory of Pisces since last year. So let Mercury do its thing. Mercury is in one of Venus's favorite signs. And Venus is in Mercury's favorite sign, one of Mercury's favorite signs. So that's going to help things out a little bit once Mer Venus moves into Gemini. So we'll have another week of Mercury and Pisces and then they'll they'll get together and uh, in that time they'll be they'll be talking to each other Venus and Mercury. And so that's good. That's, you know, I think we're going to get a little more clear on the world global situation um, as Pisces rules the health industry um, as well as Virgo. But Virgo does as well, but Pisces is more of the insidiousness of things like pandemics. And once we start getting some clarity this week, I think people are going to calm down, or at least I hope they do. And I do hope we get clarity. I, I have a feeling we will. So my feeling is clarity will start coming Tuesday, Wednesday, get even clearer Friday, Saturday, you know, once Venus and Mercury start talking to each other. Finally, when Mercury leaves and goes into Aries on the 11th, People are going to have more clarity and be able to, you know, go forward because Mercury is, you know, once it goes into Aries, it's like, you know what, excuse me, <laughs> we are, we are really, you know, we need to do something now. We need to take action and be direct and, and those kinds of things. Um, so, so those are the, those are the inner planets, the activity, the sun will still be in Aries and uh, we won't be seeing any full moon till next week, the 7th of April. So let's just sort of enjoy this, you know, right now. Uh, that will be an Aries Libra full moon. Um, well, the moon is in Libra. Um, and that's another whole ball of wax because we got other aspects that day. So the big, big, big aspect this week 
and very exciting is on the 4th, which is Saturday. And this is Jupiter conjunct Pluto. And so this, there's a lot to say about this. So let's review. So the other day I did a free webinar on Friday afternoon. I did a free, well, my afternoon. I did a free webinar on the current situation and what aspects are happening and how to stay calm and how to stay, um, you know, out of survival mode. And I gave some tips. Um, but I kept it exclusive to the people on my mailing list. So if you are not on my mailing list, I would suggest you join. And you can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, and click on Astrologer's Thoughts at the bottom of the screen, and um, you can read my blog where all the um, current mailing lists have been. Um, but the announcements and all, you want the little pop-up window will come up, and you can just sign up there. Now, why did I digress? Because I talked about Jupiter and Pluto the other day on this webinar I did. And we looked at it and we discussed it. And um, so it was very interesting. So um, here's the situation. Jupiter and Pluto don't get together very often. They get together once every 12 to 13 years. The last time they were together was the end of 2007. It was December 2007 and they were in the sign of Sagittarius which means generally unless it's early in Pluto's transit of a sign which this is not um, Jupiter does not really go through a sign twice and meets Pluto twice it's you know so last time was in Sagittarius and that now it's going to be in Capricorn and my feeling about this is is actually it's it's a very good aspect it's going to mean a lot for what's going on right now and a lot to all of us. Now, when I did my Year Ahead video that I'm selling on my website, I didn't anticipate this whole pandemic. But I can give you some Jupiter-Pluto information of what to do and how to handle Jupiter-Pluto. Now, one of the most amazing things about this particular uh, Jupiter-Pluto is that it's going to conjunct exactly on Saturday the 4th. It's going to conjunct again on the 30th of June, exactly, and then again around the 12th or 13th of November this year. So that's three conjunctions of Jupiter and Pluto, which is highly unusual. When they met in 2007, it was once. It was at the end of uh, Sag, and Pluto was getting ready to go into Capricorn, and I think Jupiter actually went into Capricorn ahead of Pluto, but they didn't meet up um, and because Jupiter went really fast. So what we're seeing now is this, this exciting aspect. Now, why is it exciting? Okay, um, I think I've told you before I call this the Bill Gates aspect because Bill Gates has this aspect in his chart in the sign of Leo because he was born in like 1955, 1956 or so. I, I don't entirely recall at the moment, but it's in his money house. And because it's in his money house, well, we know that Bill Gates is very successful financially. But this is, you know, he may be having some big moment right now because, you know, everybody's looking for vaccines and he really stands behind vaccines. So, but that's not what I'm here to tell you. What I'm here to tell you is Jupiter and Pluto are an interesting combination and highly empowering. And Jupiter is the planet of abundance. It is the planet of good fortune. It is the planet of expansion. It's the planet of um, education, philosophy, knowledge. Um, it's the planet of the teacher. 
It is the planet. Saturn's a teacher, definitely, but Saturn's like the strict teacher, the professor that comes in the room. Jupiter's your philosophy teacher. Jupiter's your kind of guru. You know, it's your meditation teacher. It's your, it's your experience of a philosophy within um, learning. So, and Pluto is the planet of reincarnation and resurrection and rebirth and renaissance and death and transformation. Um, the other thing is that Pluto it, um, encourages us. Now, we've been dealing with, uh, talking about Pluto. I've been talking a lot about Pluto. It's not just that Pluto's been in Capricorn. Pluto met with Saturn. Saturn met with Pluto back on January 12th. And if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you've been hearing this ad infinitum. And you're probably tired of me hearing me telling you about Saturn and Pluto. So this is the way I say, I told people the other day on the webinar. Saturn and Pluto were sitting together at the table and Saturn has gotten up since, you know, the last few weeks and left the house and moved next door to Aquarius. Wherever Saturn was sitting at the table, Jupiter is now coming in and sitting in Saturn's place. So let's look at this now. Saturn and Pluto came together and then we got this situation. And let's recall that whenever there's a Saturn-Pluto, which does not happen very often, Saturn and Pluto get together and there is some global collective event that goes on for a while. And usually it's some sort of powerful event that makes us feel powerful and powerless at the same time and alternatively one day we're powerful the next day we're powerless it's all day every day for a while as long as Saturn and Pluto are hanging out together and there was a lot of climbing the mountain uh, last year and really staying structured and focused and really climbing that mountain and getting to the pinnacle and finding out there's another pinnacle and another peak after that so you've got to keep going Saturn and Pluto, when they got together, I think the virus was already in China in early January or late December. And so what happens when we get Saturn and Pluto together is we deal with a collective issue. So the last time Saturn and Pluto were together in the same place at the same time, it was the early 80s, and we had the AIDS crisis. And remember the confusion around the AIDS crisis. Remember how... People didn't know where it came from. People didn't know where it was going to. Is it certain members of the population? Can it affect anyone? There was a time when they thought mosquitoes could give you AIDS. The president wasn't talking about it. This was really hard on the society. And there have been lots of movies and plays and things made about this. And it's, it's, those are good things to remember. We don't remember it. So it was, you know, many years ago. Um, the feeling behind that was... Oh my God, what is this? And so there's a similar, oh my God, what is this? I can't get sick kind of feeling. Now, it is the same kind of vibe. Saturn and Pluto were together in opposition, not together in the same place in the same time, but one, Saturn was in Cap, uh, was in uh, Gemini. Pluto was in Sagittarius back in 2001 when we had 9-11. Remember the confusion at the beginning. Wh who did this? What happened? Wait, where did this come from? Oh, I heard there's four more planes out there. There weren't. There's a bomb in the Empire State Building. There wasn't. There's a bomb on East 55th Street. There wasn't. You know, there was ongoing confusion and ongoing feeling of petrification, being petrified, and then, no, we're not going to let them get us down at the same time. 
this is what we're dealing with again, Saturn-Pluto. There's that feeling of Saturn saying, oh, I should be afraid, or should I be afraid, or am I going to let this transform my life? So what I told people the other day on the webinar was, for the first time, have you ever known in our lifetime a time when we were told to stay in? Stay in the house. Go in. Go in and stay there. Now, yeah, they're telling you to stay in your house, stay put if, as much as you can. Of course, you've got to get food, get it the best way you can, but go in and stay in. And you're being told to stay in, okay? So we're all lining up our work and getting our computers in order and working from home and doing all sorts of stuff and seeing people remotely and figuring this thing out. But when you are told to go in and stay there, the real context is you're being told to go within, and I said this the other day. When was the last time you were told to go in and stay there? Maybe when you were a kid, your mother said, go in, you're punished. <laughs> because she wanted to think about what you to think about what you did. So you go to your room and you stay there, right? So now you're going to your room and you're staying there. And not because you did anything wrong, but because you and I and each and every one of us has to go within and find out something new about ourselves or find out something that needs to be reorganized about ourselves or come out of this differently. So um, what we're, the goal is, is here is to come out, come out of this because this is going to end at some point, come out better than when we went in. So if we all go within and we all stay in and we, you know, sit with ourselves and really take a look at our lives then we're going to come out of this on top and better than before. And that's the attitude you have to take right now. With Jupiter coming in and sitting in Saturn's place, Saturn says, okay, I've, my work here is done. I'm going, leaving the house. And um, you guys know there's there's work to be done. And you're, you've are you got to do that work. And Jupiter's going to come in now, sit down with Pluto and say, okay, Jupiter is the light that shines in Pluto's closet. So Pluto's in the underworld. And when Jupiter goes and shines the light in Pluto's closet, the light goes on in our closet. Okay, so each and every one of us has a closet or an unconscious or a subconscious, whatever you'd like to call it. And we are going to put the light on in the closet because we've been told to go in and stay there. So we're going in, we're going within, and we're staying there until we're told we can come out. Now, Jupiter and Pluto are starting their journey together right now, and they're going to make this peak on Saturday. And Jupiter's going to go ahead beyond Pluto and then turn around and come back. And so there's another layer. There's three parts to the story. There's lots of parts of the story, but there's three parts of the Jupiter-Pluto story. You're being told to go within. You're being told to go within, shine the light in your closet, and figure out where you can come out on top. Now, the best place to go starting is your sun sign because your sun sign is your life force and you everybody knows their sun sign because they know their birthday and, you know, find the strength in the strength, the strong characteristics of your sun sign. Um, one of the best books I always recommend is Linda Goodman's Sun Signs and that describes your sun sign extremely well. You can go online and read about your sun sign, but she was really the author that started all the excitement about astrology back in the 60s. You know, I mean, astrology has been around for th thousands of years, but the resurgence and the excitement of popular astrology and really becoming into the collective is from her book. 
she really swung open a door. And ever since then, you know, people have been generally interested in astrology. Okay, so Jupiter shines the light in Pluto's closet. What are they, What does Pluto want? Pluto is the ruler of the underworld. Um, there are many myths about Pluto. The most popular myth about Pluto is the Pluto-Persephone myth. And Pluto was Persephone's husband. But So I've told this myth a number of times on this podcast. So my advice is go look up um, the Pluto-Persephone myth. And it's, it's, you know, he was actually, even though it started a rocky relationship, he loved Persephone. They, she was, she became the queen of the underworld because of him. And this is, we're all going into our own private underworld and we're shining the light. And maybe for him, she was a light in his world because he lived under the earth in the underworld alone with his black chariot and his horses. And he loved her dearly. He, he loved her deeply and profoundly. And she stayed in the underworld with him. And she became the queen. So how do you become king or queen of your own underworld? You go within and you take a look. And you knock on Pluto's door. And you say, Pluto, what do you want? Now here's the secret about Pluto. There's a word that we don't, you don't usually hear anymore. But was popular probably, oh I don't know, early part of the 20th century. It's called Plutocrat. And if you've ever heard the word plutocrat, it's usually a person who of great wealth. Pluto is a greatly wealthy planet. Pluto is like striking oil. So when I do astrocartography and somebody's on their Pluto line, I'm like, hmm, this could be really destructive or it can be really profoundly like striking oil. And if you live on your Pluto line or you travel to your Pluto line or you do business on your Pluto line, wherever Pluto is, it's profoundly wealth bringing. So now it's meeting with the planet of great fortune, Jupiter. Pluto rules the underworld where the minerals are, where gold is, where, where if you want to strike oil or strike gold, they're under the earth. Pluto rules the minerals, the rich minerals of the earth, the rich minerals that give us life, give us, give us health, that give us worth. Jupiter is the planet of abundance. So there's abundance of wealth here with Jupiter and Pluto together. And so you really want to go in and stay in and go get that wealth, that abundance that each of us carries. And when you go in and you can connect with your sense of wealth, no matter how unwealthy you feel, you have to go in and get that abundance. You have to go in and find that wealth and come out of this imposed, you can call it a stay-at-home order, you can call it a quarantine, you can call it house arrest, you can call it, you know, being cozy with your family. <laughs> However you go within, you want to come out bigger and better than before. Jupiter-Pluto happens three times, so there's three layers to the story. We're only reaching the first layer meaning and i don't think that this is going to go on i don't think the situation is we're all going to be under you know quarantine till november i think that right now it's opening jupiter and pluto are opening the door to something profound for us and we have to use this time wisely don't be bitter don't be angry use the time wisely this is a a moment that we've never had before and 
you know, if you stay in and you stay clean, you stay healthy, you pr pretty much don't have anything to worry about. So this is, think of this as an exciting journey within. Think of this as a time to delve deep, take the deep dive into your own consciousness and don't just sit in front of the video game player. You know, I know there's going to be people who don't do anything but that. And, you know, okay, that's their story. Um, <laughs> but for anyone who wants to make the most of this time and wants to achieve something great personally, wow, is this an opportunity. And you've got to see it as that. This is a profound opportunity. Jupiter-Pluto is a profound aspect. The fact that it's happening three times is unheard of. And we've got to get to the bottom of our own depth, of our own unconscious to find our gold, to find our wealth, to find our plutocracy. Okay? And this Jupiter-Pluto aspect couldn't have come at a better time. You know, this is an amazing opportunity to go within it's a strange time in history. It's a bizarre set of circumstances. But there's so much available to you right now. And think of what the wealth is. Maybe it will be, wow, I got to spend more time with my kids. And this has been an incredible opportunity. I learned so much about them and we learned so much about each other. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's, and that's where your wealth is. Maybe you get a brilliant idea like working with yourself. Maybe you're doing journaling and you, you come up with some brilliant idea. This is the time to seed ideas. This is exciting. This is a time to create something new. And so I think we all have an opportunity here and Jupiter-Pluto is always an opportunity. Don't waste it. Find your gold. Find your, you know, where you strike oil and find it and you do that by going within. Yeah, everybody's got work to do. You know, we all have work to do at home. Some people don't. Some people's jobs have to rely on them being there. Um, so maybe in this, they have to go to their work and they have to be careful and they have to find out, you know, what this, what this all means. Um, and some people, you know, can't go to work and can't and must stay home and they have no work at home. And so this is, you guys get, we've got, whoever, whoever's got that, you got the, you got the biggest opportunity because you can create something completely new and open the door to something big for yourself. So maybe you're going to start your own business. Maybe you're going to start something new. Maybe you're going to realize that the, whatever you've been doing has, something has to change. And I bet each and every one of us can find something in our life where each and every one of us can say, this has got to go. This has been superfluous and unnecessary and excessive, and I'm not doing this anymore. Because, you know, Jupiter-Pluto can be a real spender. <laughs> Talk about a big spender. That could be somebody who spends a lot of money. So don't sit there and order things and get them all sent to you online. Use this time, unless they're, you know, going to help you with this process. Use this time to be industrious and inspired. And watch videos that inspire you. Talk to people who inspire you. You know, there's still ways to connect. We have so many ways to connect that this way, you know. Um, so I advise you to do this. This is an incredible opportunity. Jupiter-Pluto is next Saturday, the 4th of April. So we are starting a new month. And um, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal aspect 
and we also happen to have Venus trining Saturn that day, so a lot can get accomplished. Um, it's going to be 10.45 p.m., but technically speaking, that's Eastern time, Jupiter and Pluto are already together. So we're being asked to really go within and look and shine that light in your closet, metaphorically speaking. But if, hey, if you want to clean out your closets, something will come to you. Believe me, if you are cleaning out your closets, something will come to you and um, in the process. So that's my story of the week. I'm Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Um, my mailing list is, as I mentioned before, uh, Astrologer's Thoughts at the Golden Astrologer. You'll see a little box come up if you'd like to sign up for it. This is my podcast on a weekly basis. My Instagram is the Golden Astrologer, and I'm starting to get back onto that. My Twitter is at Deb Astrology. So please join me every week. And if you would like a session, certainly book a session on my website and stay tuned for other information coming from me. Um, I'll be writing about Jupiter Pluto and we'll be talking about other little events and things that I will be doing. So stay informed. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you a, an amazing Jupiter Pluto week.